standing. Wait for it. There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your hosts, Jim and Chuck. And this episode is going to be a lot of fun, I think. We are uh, venturing into the world of black superheroes to celebrate Black History Month as we fancast superheroes from Marvel, DC, Valiant, Mortal Kombat, and I think that's it. I think that's all, all we got to. Uh, but before we get into that, Chuck, I want to talk a, a few things, um, some news that kind of hit. The first, A lot of it actually deals with Hulu because Hulu is coming around with four animated series, including uh, a Modoc, um, Howard the Duck, amongst others, and they're also going to take all four characters that, I think there's four or five characters that they're working with, and they're going to move that into a series called The Offenders. What do you think about the the whole thing? Uh, but they're moving forward with more Marvel properties with the success of Runaways, which is possibly going to get season three. And now they're doing these uh, series. What do you think? Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised because it came out of left field. Like, I've been wanting MODOK forever, but, you know, I'm glad we're getting a series. So it's MODOK is getting a series, Hit Monkey. Yeah, what a great name for a character, Hit Monkey. I I would put money that they're beating DC to the punch with a Bobo. Yo, absolutely. Absolutely. Unless he appears in Young Justice this season. So it's Hitmonkey, Modoc, Howard the Duck, and then the fourth series is going to be a Dazzler and Tigra? Ty- yeah, Tigra. There seems to be a Tigra in every universe. Or like a Tigress. Somebody Tiger-based is a character. The thing I'm worried about with Dazzler, um, and the first thing I thought of was like, you remember when Dazzler was rumored for the X-Men movies? Yes. Do you remember it was Taylor Swift? I feel like that's going to happen. It's going to be a singer. Yeah, oh, absolutely, because Dazzler is like a 80s pop star. So, well, I mean, what better way than to get Taylor Swift to do it? And it's a voice work job because this is all animated. I mean, what better way you could spend your money on anybody? And uh, it's probably going to be Taylor Swift. So did you... Did you see who's show running a couple of the shows? I did not. So, uh, writing and producing of Modoc, Pat Oswald. Oh, that's perfect. Then, then you know he's going to be Modoc. And I was kind of upset about that when I read it. He they didn't say he was starring, but I want Danny DeVito. Yeah, he would be perfect. And he's kind of making a resurgence now with Dumbo and uh, all these weird ass commercials he's doing with the green glasses. In what are H and R Block commercials? Yeah, yeah, super yeah, it's, weird. It, it's good to see Danny DeVito back, though. And he's going to be in Jumanji 3. Yeah, that's true. And um, you're going to be excited about this. Do you know who's writing and producing Howard the Duck? Um, Seth Green. Kevin Smith. Oh, that's even better. So there you go. That's Remember when Kevin Smith uh, teased the thing? He had a meeting with Disney and Marvel. That's probably it. Yeah, and everybody was like, oh, they're going to do, he's going to do like It's a Small World or something. It was, it had to be Howard the Duck. Yeah. So now, from your professional podcasting standpoint, Chuck, and fan cast, would you bring back Seth Green as Howard the Duck and give him his own series? Or is this not congruent with the Guardians of the Galaxy version of Howard the Duck? I mean, I don't think it has to be congruent to make Seth Green Howard the Duck. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many people actually knew Howard the Duck was even in the series? Or in the movie, and how many people actually thought or knew it was Seth Green? Yeah, that's true. So, would you bring him? Would you bring in Seth Green? I'm not opposed to it. No, he's great at voice work. Yeah, 
you know, Chris Griffin, all the robot chicken stuff. He's fantastic. Um, so let's go Seth Green for the Offender series is actually uh, going to be pretty cool. I like that they're, they're going to do a team up. But then today, Chuck, as we're recording this, I read an article that Hulu is very willing to bring back the Defenders universe. Really? Did you, you didn't read that, huh? No. Okay, so they said, the quote was from a Hulu director or executive that said they have a great relationship with Marvel now that they've done, you know, Runaways and that's had some really good success. Then they went into these new series that they're animating, developing, and then they were like, we wouldn't be opposed to bringing back this universe, but we have to talk about who's in it and who's attached to it, like directors and storyboard or story writers. So it's kind of like when Amazon bought The Expanse, right? Yeah. They bought The Expanse and they said, this is going to be awesome. You can get it on Prime. So that was kind of like the hype up their Prime video. And it really took a, a really significant climb once they got the the advance or the expanse now if i am hulu what better way to you know raise the bar than to get daredevil and get these series that are really really great with the fans but the critics didn't like them and say and and also to kind of give you a big fuck you to netflix and say we're going to take what you didn't want and we're going to get more money now yeah and also doesn't now disney own a lot of stock in hulu yeah, because when they bought Fox, they are the sole, like, they have the, the lion's share of the whole So, essentially, holdings. like, Disney's making the calls. Yeah, essentially. I mean, they have to just be out, like, say, like, this is what's going to happen. This is who you can use. And I, you know, I don't think anybody can use those characters until 2020 because you still have Jessica Jones yeah. uh, still floating out there with another season. And then Punisher, I mean, we're a month into it and still hasn't been canceled. So, that's actually pretty good news and if i were netflix i wouldn't cancel the punisher now that hulu wants it yeah you know what i mean so i mean we'll see what happens and if netflix is smart they won't cancel the punisher until jessica jones has already aired like there was a big drop off of viewers for the punisher season two because they knew it was inevitable that it was going to be canceled because they announced the you know iron fist daredevil and Luke Cage right before the Punisher came out. So it would make sense to just say, all right, you know, this is still a, a viable option for a third season. Let's see where we go. I don't know. Yeah, I I agree. Like, they should have waited until all the seasons were done. And like, hey, we're canceling everything. Yeah, it wasn't a good move. But, you know, if this happens in Hulu, I am pumped. Uh, it means that I can keep Hulu and... Uh, I'll have two Disney streaming apps because Disney Plus is going to come out and then Hulu will essentially be a Disney streaming app as well, which is fine with me. More superheroes, uh, the better. The question I have for you is, what happens to the New Warriors? Remember that old series that was, everyone was talking about? With uh, That seems like in its production hell. Yeah, no, one, it's, no one's even talking about it anymore. Yeah, I think it's dead. Yeah, I think it's dead too. Like Nobody on the cast is promoting it anymore or, or like giving updates, so... I would say it's uh, it's over. But, Chuck, you know what's not over? Black History Month, because uh, we're right in the middle of it, right before Valentine's Day, and this could have been our third annual Valentine's Day episode. But we want to we shed some awareness on uh, the black superheroes and black comic culture, because, uh, you know, what says Black History Month? Like two white guys fan casting uh, superheroes. <laughs> yeah. But before we get into our fan cast... I have some, I made a timeline. I want it to be uh, very, uh, 
thorough with this uh, this episode. So I'm going to read off some dates. We're not going to highlight them because we the main gist of this episode is the fan cast. But I want to put some things uh, some things into perspective. So 1945, the world is introduced to the first black superhero by the name of Lion Man. Then 1963, the first regular black character in a superhero comic uh, debuts, and that's Gabe Jones from The Howling Commandos. And I believe Luke, uh, Derek Luke played him in Captain America. Okay. If if I'm not mistaken. Uh, And then 1966, Fantastic Four number 52 introduces T'Challa, the Black Panther, the first black superhero with powers. And then 1969, the Falcon debuts in Captain America uh, 117. 1971, Green Lantern number 87 sees the arrival of Jon Stewart. 1972, Luke Cage debuts. 1973, Blade debuts in the Tomb of Dracula. Now that's pretty damn good for a three-year turnaround with these three huge uh, superheroes, Stewart, Cage, and Blade. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, And then in 1977, we have Black Lightning and Bumblebee both debuting in separate comics. 1982, Cloak debuts, and uh, Cloak and Dagger Season 2 is coming back in April, which is... uh, steadily approaching and i'm pretty excited for that and then 1991 bishop debuts 2010 aqualad caldor debuts and the brightest day number nine 2011 a big year for marvel where miles morales debuts and nick fury is rebranded and in 2019 uh just so happened to be january 2019 naomi debuts in naomi number one from dc and wonder comics so you know, from 1945 to, to now, we're steadily seeing the rise of, of more superheroes. And uh, the ones we're going to talk about on this episode, Chuck, I am very excited to see on either the big screen or the small screen because we got a shit ton of awesome superheroes. Yeah, we do. Now, did you find this a little uh, little harder than other fan casts that we've done? Yeah, because some of the characters I wasn't aware of. Yeah, I went, honestly, dude, I went through the the wikipedia page of like all black superheroes and i picked some with like the weirdest names yeah you did but then but then i also there's a reason like there's a rhyme or reason for like like there's a method in my madness i picked some that had rumored upcoming movies coming out so like if a new gods movie is coming out i'm going to touch on somebody who debuted in the new gods or the suicide squad 2 is coming out this would work great in like this character would work great in super uh suicide squad or if Justice League Dark, you know, they keep saying that that's going to happen. That wouldn't this character work perfectly in that? So that's where I kind of my mind was for this. And also, you know, this one was a little tough for me because I was like, this gives me a chance to cast Donald Glover and Idris Elba in every fucking role. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you and I have fan casted Idris Elba for pretty much every black character in any movie that we've ever fan casted somebody in. And then you give me a whole episode where I can cast Idris Elba. It was so hard for me not to cast him in every single role because he's perfect. And then we made it what two, right? Two character or two characters per actor? Yeah, yeah. There, there was a limit of like you could pick if you want Idris Elba, you can pick him for two characters. Yeah, uh, I honestly have a different actor for every role. Um, there was. Sometimes two double, but mostly yes. Yeah, I'm very, very excited for, for this. And we should probably get into it because uh, this is going to be a fun one. Let's start with DC. Uh, the first one I'm going to go with was uh, Aqualad Caldor. Who did you pick for Aqualad? Because he is getting hyped up, dude. Like, you think Young Justice, he's Aquaman now. And then you have, like, this rumored Trench movie coming out. So maybe he could be the lead in that. 
and then Aquaman 2 is being written. You know, the future's bright for Aqualad, and any chance I can pick Aqualad over Garth yeah. is a good is a fucking good day for me. So who'd you pick for Aqualad? Aqualad I look in like late teens, early twenties. Okay. Um this guy is thirty, but okay. he's I think he looks younger. Donald Glover. And you know who he is? It's uh Jacob Anderson, Grey Worm from Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. He you know what? He didn't make any of my fan casts, but I love him. Really? Yeah, uh, I'm surprised. Like, I'm I'm very upset that I didn't pick him, but I haven't really seen much from Jacob Anderson other than, you know, like him looking like a Ken doll when he wants to scissor with uh, Mel Melisandre. So I'm like, uh, Masandi, not Melisandre. That's the witch, uh, Masandi. So I didn't pick him, but I picked somebody who. This is probably this is taboo for me, but somebody who already exists in the DC universe, uh, but in the small screen. Uh, and that's uh, Jordan Calloway. He plays Painkiller from Black Lightning. Okay. Um, and I listen. I think Khalil was a very bright spot on uh, on Black Lightning, and it would be nice to see him uh, actually be a superhero rather than a character that nobody really knows as far as Painkiller. Are you current on Black Lightning? I am current. Okay. Are you? Yes. So are we able to say? That's why I said was, but I didn't. I was hoping that you you were current too. Um, that's also why I picked him because he's no longer part of the show. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Then we go Batwing. Uh, Batwing is a character named uh, David Zavimbe from May of 2011 and Luke Fox, the son of Lucius Fox, uh, June 2013. And they both were created by Grant Morrison and Chris Burnham. And Luke Fox became the first incontinuity African-American Batman. Who'd you pick as Batwing? Because now we got a Batman crisis. Yeah. Um, I actually went someone that's in the Marvel universe, but hey, people do double duties. I picked Anthony Mackie. Uh, I, I was waiting to see when Anthony Mackie would get his name in this. He's also another character, another actor who didn't get casted in my uh, fan cast. Really? Yeah, because I feel like Anthony Mackie is literally in everything now. Yeah, he is. But I love Anthony Mackie. I had him down as a character and then I... Uh, swapped him out but I, I picked a newcomer because i don't think batwing is going to become batman like right off the bat like if if he were to appear they would just say okay you're bat you're batman now uh, i picked luke tenney from uh deadly class oh wow yeah i think uh you know i like him in deadly class and i like him on twitter even though he ignores me and uh <laughs> i think he's got like i think he's got it dude i think he's got the potential to to do something big uh, inside the comic book world and uh what better way to be Batwing, you know, a character not many people really notice or know about, uh, but can really like steal the show because you know you know about Batwing, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah he's just like the abilities. He's like an MMA fighter. He's like really, really good. He's essentially Batman just with a different costume. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, the next character or next yeah character that we're going to talk about is the Black Racer. We've kind of seen him on the Flash in like a really, really bad suit uh and the black racer is willie walker and he's the avatar of death who hunts those affiliated with the speed force and he first appeared in the new gods number three and was created by jack kirby who'd you pick as the black racer uh i went outside the box with this one um i went with a, a guy that's currently on a um, hit television show and he is a comedic role and i think he could branch out i picked jay lee from orville oh okay that's a good one. That's a good cast. He he's funny. 
He plays Le- uh, Lieutenant Commander John Lamar. Yeah, he's great. He's actually a shining spot in uh, in that show. That's yeah, really I needed kind- him. I wanted to put him in here somewhere, and I'm like, where can I put him? And I, Black Racer, I think he would fit. Yeah, and you know, Black Racer would be great for like the upcoming New Gods movie, mm-hmm. or even like the Ezra Miller Flash movie. Uh, and if you can get your boy to be in there, as opposed to you know more of Black Racer than Ezra Miller, um, I'm down with. I picked Corey Hawkins, somebody okay. we haven't really yeah we haven't seen him in a minute. Um, I don't know what's going on with him in The Walking Dead. He's been gone forever. Yeah, uh, and we haven't seen him die yet. So I picked him. I, I'd like to see him come back. You know he's uh, he's a pretty good actor, and this isn't a major role, so it's kind of like a give you a spot and see where you're at. You know. <laughs> The next one, Chuck, is a character that uh, you and I know from Young Justice uh, because he looks like Spider-Man, but he's not Spider-Man. This character is uh, Black Spider, a.k.a. Derek Coe, and uh, I put him on here because I think he'd be a perfect member on Suicide Squad 2, and I'd like to see this actor kind of battle with Will Smith's Deadshot. For, for more of a leader role. Who'd you pick for Black Spider? I uh, went and kind of F you to Marvel. I picked Shameik Moore. Okay. Who voiced Miles Morales in uh, Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. Yeah, Shameik Moore actually made my uh, my fan cast uh, in, in, in a DC role as well, uh, but not, not Black Spider. Uh, my Black Spider is Ricky Whittle. Okay. You knew it was going to come. You knew Ricky Whittle was going to be mentioned at least once. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's got like the body type of Black Spider, like comic book wise. Like Ricky Whittle looks like a comic book character. Mm-hmm. Like he's got muscles on top of muscles, but he's not like the Rock big. And I think the thing with Black Spider is like he's a master assassin and he's stealthy. I think that would be really cool to have Ricky Whittle do it. So hopefully, you know, people are listening over there, at DC and Warner Brothers, and they get onto it. But the next one is a character I knew. You had no idea who it was. Am I correct with this assessment? Yes. Bloodwind, which sounds like a 1994 heavy metal witch band. But Bloodwind is a necromancer created by Dan Jerkins in 92. He can speak to the dead and draw power from the death energy, and he's known to have more energy than Superman and would make, in my mind, a great villain for a Justice League Dark movie or a Justice League Dark series. Who'd you pick for bloodwind who again might have the most metal name on this episode it's funny you just mentioned him i pick ricky whittle ricky whittle so you're essentially just taking shadow moon and putting a cloak on him yeah all right ricky ricky whittle who do you think i picked for this let's play that game who donald glover yes (laughs) spot on my friend donald glover recent grammy winner for best song song of the year for this is america i picked donald glover because uh why not you know donald glover is great and i'd really like to see him uh just be dark be i don't think i don't think we've ever seen him really do that other than like when he turned into lazarus effect yeah but i think that like this would be really cool like a change of pace for him because like we see him like Mm -hmm. comedic and we see him have fun on, on, on atlanta but I think this would be a, a good twist for him and to get him in a superhero universe uh, as opposed to just being the prowler in street clothes. Yeah. All right, next one. Bronze Tiger. Uh, we've talked about him still coexist or still existing in 
the Arrowverse by Michael Jai White. He's crushing it in the Arrowverse. He was in Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay, the animated uh, movie. His name's Ben Turner. Who'd you pick? I love Michael Jai White in it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can't do this again. And we're assuming that this is going to be a movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't think I would pick this guy, but I'm thinking about it, and it worked. Jamie Foxx. Oh, Jamie Foxx. Spawn made your, your bronze tiger. Yeah. Oh, Jamie Foxx uh, did not even come across my mind. I would have cast it LeVar Burton <laughs> over Jamie Foxx. In any, in any, <laughs> yeah, I know you're you're not a big fan of him. In but. any role, and I'm really giving him a chance with Spawn to see if he's going to win my my fandom back. Because at one point, I really did like Jamie Fox. Um, I loved him in the Soloist. I don't know if you ever saw that. No, it's a uh, about schizophrenic who plays a cello and a violin. In oh, L- that's with Robert Downey Jr. Beautiful, beautiful movie. A uh, great story. I showed it to my clients. Most of them cried, um, but. You know, Jamie Foxx uh, hasn't really done much that I've liked lately, so kind of I've kind of swapped my allegiance from Jamie Foxx to Idris Elba. Okay. Um, so for my Bronze Tiger, uh, it was very easy on who I was going to pick, and although I do agree Jamie Foxx could probably make a great Bronze Tiger, I just stuck with my bread and butter and went with Michael Jai White. Okay, I didn't want to do that. Yeah, I, I didn't want to do it either, but I think he's perfect, you know? Um and I love how you casted him. You casted his replacement in both roles. Yeah. You know, sp- yeah, I didn't even think of that. He spawned, Jamie Foxx is spawned now, and now you want him as Bronze Tiger. Yeah. I think, for for me, Bronze Tiger is going to be a ensemble character. You know what I mean? He's not going to get his own movie. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get his own series. So Jamie Foxx would, in my mind... Uh, would make the series or show about him, right? Like, he's got to be the lead. It's kind of like casting Will Smith to do a Deadshot series with the Suicide Squad, you know? So I I just feel like you had to go with somebody not smaller, because obviously Michael Jai White is a a bigger physical specimen than Jamie Foxx, but I thought that going with somebody a little more lesser known would work so and i think you know after that last episode arrow with him in it i was like i can't give you anybody else like you have to be michael chai white so let's go to the first female uh on the list who is actually the first uh black superhero fat black female superhero from dc that's karen beecher aka bumblebee who is essentially the wasp of the dc universe yeah um and she was associated with teen titans and doom patrol so we could really see bumblebee in either series you know what i mean we've season two of titan seems to be adding everybody so you know bumblebee would be a good fit and doom patrol is coming out in a week or you know friday after this for this episode is posted so you never know where we can see her uh who'd you cast as bumblebee i want to butcher her name oh, Jesus. but uh her name is yara shahadi okay and she is the daughter in blackish but now she has her own show called grownish okay i know exactly who you're talking about Okay, I um, I wasn't aware of her name, so I was a little confused. Like I didn't know who you were talking about. I picked uh, Zendaya. Okay. MJ from yeah. the Spider-Man franchise. Um, I think she's great. I like her. I I actually sat through the entire um, Greatest Showman, and I think she was fantastic in that. So I will uh, I, I'll pick her for that one. Uh, the next one is uh, this is going to be a layup. I think this might be our first. Uh, yes, I I agree. Uh, 
might be our first mirror image, but it's John Stewart, the Green Lantern. Um, I'm just going to tell you I picked Idris Elba because why not? He's perfect for this role. And I'm going to uh, tell you, you pick I e- pick Idris Elba. Okay, so and I'm sure most of the world has picked Idris Elba, although um, a Mr. Jones on Instagram that follows us has uh, liked he liked Trevante Rhodes as a uh, Green Lantern. Yes. And I don't disagree with that because I, Trevante Rhodes is actually on my list. And if you go to our Instagram, The Active Geek, you've seen that I've already fan casted him before. But Idris Elba is perfect for Green Lantern. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that. And we'll move to another Green Lantern, uh, S- Simon Baz. Uh, where do you go with Simon? Who'd you pick for him? I picked Donald Glover. Okay. Nice little smaller Green Lantern. Yeah, you know, he's not he's not gigantic. And... Um... I, I don't know. I just I, I think he would fit in that universe perfectly. Dude, him and Idris in the same movie, and if they get Tom Cruise as Hal Jordan like they want, that would be oh my god, how much money would they make? Yeah. That would be huge. That would be like probably the biggest DC movie ever. <laughs> if those three people I don't even know if DC can afford it, but I would love to see that. Um I picked uh, Shamar Moore. Okay. Um I like Shamar Moore and I think uh, he'd be a good compliment to uh to Idris and I think you know Simon Baz is kind of like the the police enforcer of the universe yeah. and Shamar Moore has enough roles as a cop or an FBI agent or or whatever three-letter organization he was working for that this would be perfect that he joins the GLC mm-hmm. so it make it makes perfect sense so uh, I do like Donald Glover I mean like I said Donald Glover could be any cast me- any character for me with Idris like they could have just shared it but I wanted to share the love around. Uh, the next character we're going to talk about, uh, we've seen in Legends of Tomorrow. We've seen in The Flash, the DC crossovers for the T- uh, CW TV shows. And she's really a focal point in the Justice League comics now. And that's Hawkgirl, uh, Kendra Saunders. And the why we haven't gotten a Hawkgirl or Hawkman story, movie, series announced or in development over the Trench movie blows my mind. But um, I'm picking Hawkgirl as a movie version. Who'd you pick? I uh, picked someone from The Good Doctor, and her name is Antonia Thomas. Good Doctor. That's the autistic doctor, right? Yeah, that's Freddie Highmore series, and she plays uh, actually one of the female leads. And I, I, I think like if you look her up, her look is spot on for Hawkeye. that's one of the only doctor shows besides Grey's anatomy that i don't watch currently because of chelsea that's like the only doctor show i watch well chelsea watches the resident in new amsterdam so i had no idea who that is i'll i will look her up for sure though um i picked gugu mabatha raw okay from doctor who black mirror um yep she is the next hannah john common for me where you're going to start to see her in a lot more stuff because she's like that good, she's beautiful, and I think that you know that's gonna obviously you know that doesn't be it doesn't have to be a requirement to be a superhero, but I think it it will help that Hulk girl is beautiful because in the comics she's beautiful, and I think that uh you know it would be great to to see Gugu uh, in the Hulk girl role, you know it's you know it's where I'm at. Yeah. So we kind of we kind of picked uh, two character or two actresses that um, a majority of people. Uh, won't know or don't know yeah Uh, we could really just say that this episode is sponsored by your ability to navigate imdb 
<laughs> because I feel like most listeners are going to go back and be like, okay, pause here, take out, like, go to Google or Safari and say, who the fuck are they talking about? Because there's going to be a lot of names on here that a lot of people may not know. Uh, but the next one is the Spectre, uh, Jim Corrigan. Now, this is, there's been three iterations of Jim Corrigan, uh, but we're going to focus on the second iteration of uh the Spectre, who was an African-American cop from Gotham. Uh, the Spectre is an anti-hero from the 1940s and can warp reality, has space and time manipulation, cosmic awareness, immortality, cosmic level energy, and limitless matter control. And from my mind, Chuck, it would be another great member of uh, a Justice League Dark or a movie or series, or even a Spectre series would be awesome. Uh, it kind of set in the Swamp Thing universe. Who'd you pick as the Spectre, Jim Corrigan? I picked David Aiello from Thelma, who he played Martin Luther King. Oh, he's, yeah, he played MLK. Yeah. And he was also in your favorite movie, Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, yeah, and he was he was in uh, Get the Gringo, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's funny too. I've I've never I've seen him in a serious role, obviously with Selma. I'd like to see him in that. That would be good. You know who I picked? Who? Mahershala Ali. Okay. Uh, because Mahershala Ali is uh, amazing. I actually want to watch True Detective because he's in it. I like him a lot, actually. Yeah, he's so good. I and mean, like, he carried the first season of Luke Cage for the first like six episodes until, spoiler alert, he died. But he's so good. And I would like to see him actually like wear a cape and a cowl as yeah. opposed to just being a bad guy. And it may, like he can be badass and so, so can the Spectre. So it would be cool to see him. Uh, let's go to Steel. And I'm not talking Shaquille O'Neal Steel. But essentially, I am because I want John Henry Irons, the character who or the character of Steel, um, to be featured. Other than you know the death of or the reign of Superman, right? Yep. And that's Cress Williams who played him, our, our Black Lightning. Who do yes. you want as uh, Steel? And please don't say you pick Shaq. <laughs> no, I um, picked Muggsy Bogues. Yes, perfect. <laughs> um, I picked Kevin Guerrero. Oh, yeah. Because one, he's gigantic. Yeah. He's got that deep voice. And he's actually a really smart guy that can play Dr. Henry Irons. Yeah, he could definitely play a scientist. That's uh, that's good good work by you, man. You uh, you definitely incorporated everything. I'm sorry, John Henry Irons. I I said Dr. Henry Irons. I'm assuming he was a doctor as well. No, he was, but I I called him Henry Irons instead of John Henry. Okay, well... You know, we call him uh, Dr. J. Henry Irons, maybe. Okay. To make it work. You know who I picked? Who? Mike Coulter, Luke Cage. Oh, yeah. And I did this before the, the Hulu rumor that they're going to pick up these shows. And I was like, oh, he's out of work. He's not really doing a lot that I know of, uh, other than like maybe like a girl's trip movie or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this would be perfect. And uh, then that Hulu news comes out, and I'm like, oh, shit. But uh, I'm going to pick Luke Cage because I think uh, – He's got the body of a superhero, and yeah. you know it'd be great to see him as a uh, steel. So, the next one we're going to talk Superman uh, because we haven't seen this one yet, and uh, we should because he's pretty awesome, Valzad. So, if let's say Henry Cavill never comes back, and you need to recast Superman, you don't recast as Clark Kent or Cal El. You recast as Valzad. Who do you pick as Valzad? I pick Shamar Moore. Oh, okay. He made your list too. Yeah, I nice. mean, he's, he's a big dude. I mean, doesn't I mean, uh, Vale's out has hair. He, he he doesn't, but I don't think that would. No, I'm sure they can just throw a wig on him. Yeah. 
Uh, but Shamar Moore is a beast. Yeah, he is. And he's heavily involved in DC animated stuff. He's been the voice of Cyborg for for what seems to be ever. Yep. I mean, he was he was Cyborg before Ray Fisher was Cyborg and Jovian Wade was Cyborg. Like he is, or and before Carrie Payton. So like he's quintessential Cyborg at this point. Um, you know who I picked? Who? Michael B. Jordan. I can tell you right now, he didn't make my list at really? all. Really? Do your hatred for Michael B. Jordan? I, I I don't care for him at all. He could have been he could have been great for a couple of these roles, but uh, I understand. I picked my I picked him for this one. And I thought uh, if you're gonna recast uh, or recast the Kryptonian in the Superman mold, I would go with somebody who has a uh, a big star power. Um, and Michael B. Jordan seems to be the fit. I mean, he's on the short list for Batman now. There was a rumor back in the day that he was going to be Falzad. You know, it seems like DC wants him for something. Um, so I think that this would probably be the role for him. It would be. I know you like you don't like him because he's way too street. But I think he would be. Uh, no, imagine, like, I just I don't think he's that good of an actor. Could you imagine Falzad coming down and just being hood as shit? Like where you get the you go from the Boy Scout who's like who befriends you after like you're fighting me and now we have the same mother's name and now you're my best friend to Michael B. Jordan. Oh man! All right, the next one. Uh, this is the one that I think is gonna be the most outside the box for me. Remember when we did the Marvel fan cast and Dan start uh, casting wrestlers? Yeah. This is gonna be uh, the outside the box for me, and that's Vox and uh, Vox is A.K.A. Malcolm Duncan who debuted in Teen Titans number 26. He's been a member of the Doom Patrol and Team Titan and is a skilled kickboxer, has artificial lungs and a voice box, which gives him hyper sound control and manipulation, blast, burst, and waves. And in my mind, he'd fit perfect in Doom Patrol, uh, but I could see him in Teen Titans. Who'd you pick as Vox? And then I can't wait for you to hear who I picked. I went outside the box. He's not a huge guy, but I think you know he could bulk up as... Daniel Kalua from Get Out and Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. He's uh, and from I mean from Black Mirror too. Yeah, yeah. I like Dan- I like Daniel. He's really good. You have any idea who I picked for this? Um, he's not a wrestler, and this guy's barely an actor. He's an athlete. LeBron James. Yes, I picked LeBron. And I looked at the picture of Vox, right? Wait, I, you're I, you're serious? I am serious. I want and hear me oh, out. Oh, I was freaking kidding. There's there's a reason for this. Okay, so I looked at the picture of Vox and I kept seeing LeBron's face, right? Yeah. And then I've seen him. He was in Trainwrecked, right? Yep. And he's he's been wanting, like he's been teasing that he wants to do a lot of acting, right? Instead of having him jump right into a superhero movie of his own right like playing maybe valzad or he's the next cyborg or whatever why not give him a role in a series where he's a guest star so you could pay a little bit extra for him and he can showcase his stuff and you move on from that like you just have him in that for like i don't see vox being a staple of any series or show although his powers are really cool so i don't think you have to get like a a well-versed like i just i just graduated from acting school actor i think from what i've seen of lebron james he's actually a pretty decent funny actor it's fair to say he was okay in uh train wreck he wasn't bad right no and he's supposed to be getting space jam too exactly 
And what better way for the DC Universe? Now, I said he'd be a fit on either Titans or Doom Patrol, right? What better way for the DC Universe to get more viewers than to take the King, put him on your series in a rec- maybe like a recurring role, like four out of ten episodes or four out of twelve episodes? Could you imagine how much sales they would get if they say Vox is coming and it's LeBron James? I did it strictly from a strategic point. Yeah, I, I get it, but I'm... that's where I can only I can only imagine your face. I'm so <laughs> disappointed that we're not recording together because I know your face is like, what the fuck are you doing? But you you you're gonna hear it from me right here. LeBron James is gonna be cast as a comic book character in the near future. I don't know about that. I guarantee it. I absolutely guarantee it. He's gonna be done basketball and he's gonna focus on acting. He's already focusing on producing. You got Space Jam 2, like you said. If Space Jam 2 makes a shit ton of money, studios are going to want it. And it, it's WB. Yeah. And think about the choices WB has made thus far. It makes sense for him to be on their on their want list. That's where I'm at. The la- last two are kids. We're going a little younger characters. The Signal, a.k.a. Duke Thomas, who debuted in the Metal storyline and is a metahuman who works the day shift in Gotham, which I think is really cool. Um, and in my mind, doesn't have to be in a movie, but would work great in the new Batwoman series because he's a meta that's been established in that universe. And uh, you could have like double duty with the hero. Like, you know how CW likes to throw a bunch of heroes in there? What better way than to introduce the signal or like a Tim Drake character? But I'm going to go with the signal for this matter. Who'd you pick? I picked Marcus Schreibner, who plays Junior on Blackish. Wow. So you- is Anthony Anderson on your list? No, he's not. I was thinking of it. I was like, I mean, after I put Marcus Schreibner, I'm like, can I put Anthony Anderson anywhere? There's so many people that I want to put it on here, and I had no spot for him. You could have taken the entire cast of Blackish and just went down the line. Like, Larry Fishburne. There's many people that I wanted to put on here, and I didn't. Um, I mean, it, I'm telling you, this was this was tougher than I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to yeah. be like, boom, 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 boom. I knew where I wanted. I was like, I have crossed it. Like, my original list had like so many names crossed out, and I was like, oh. But I, and then I felt bad that I wasn't casting them. Like I was like, oh man, Anthony Mackie's not going to be in any of these movies. Like like he's going to listen to this and say, God damn it, Jim. <laughs> you know, like I, I got real personal. Like I was a like a casting couch direct like not the porn casting couch but like i was like a casting director i'm like oh i need you in this one oh why didn't i put you in that you know i got real personal for it for some weird reason but uh, i picked uh caleb mclaughlin okay from stranger things lucas (laughs) um i think honestly out of all the kids besides like finn and millie i think he has the brightest future Mm -hmm. um i think dustin's gonna turn into like the Haley Joel Osmond of art this generation. Oh yeah. Where like he doesn't grow into his head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh and and Noah Noah Schnapp seems to be like he's all about fashion and shit like that. So I'd like to I'd like to see Caleb McLaughlin get more stuff and it's a younger kid. Um I mean he's gonna probably be like eighteen by the time Stranger Things ends mm-hmm. and and you know uh Batwoman starts. So you know, would you like to see the signal in, in Batwoman? Yeah, I, I think that would fit. You now you re- you remember him the signal from yes. the brief cameo in Metal right? Yep. 
Yeah, he's got three issues to his name, and uh, they were really cool. His powers are really dope, too. And it's really, really different to see a character work the day shift in Gotham. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's essentially a superhero with a bedtime. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay, you're going to work the day, and then, like, the big guns are going to come out later. So he's, like, going to stop, like, I don't know, like, the Penguin's f- best friend. Or, like, the guy who gets fish for the Penguin. That's who he's going to stop. Yeah. So I think that that would be a good one. The last one is a character that every single comic book fan has been asking about as far as a series and like when black lightning got cast they're like oh well we need this character to come out or why didn't he get his his series first and that's static shock virgil hawkins i don't need to talk about him because i feel like everybody who's listening to this knows who static shock is who'd you pick as static shock well i don't need to talk much about this actor because you just did caleb mclaughlin no shit yeah Good choice, man. Uh, this was the this was the hardest DC casting for me because I was like, I want someone young, and then I casted Caleb McLaughlin as the Signal, and I was like, oh, he'd be perfect. But I was like, then who's gonna play Signal? So I went with somebody older, somebody that you've already casted that you said is thirty but can look younger. I went with Shamik Moore. Okay. Um, and I think like Shamik Moore looks like he's much shorter than I expected him to be. Okay. And I feel like Static Shock is a smaller character. Yeah. And you can make Static Shock like an 18, 19-year-old kid. Like, he doesn't have to be, like, 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shamik would work. So I, I like both our castings. I would, you know, I think yours is more realistic, honestly. Yeah. Because that uh, Caleb McLaughlin is going to be, he's going to be sought after uh, pretty heavily in my mind for a superhero role eventually. A younger superhero role. All right. Let's move on to Marvel. First one, debuted in 1999 or 1991. He's an X-Men. We've seen him before, but we're going to see a new version of him in whatever X-Men universe Marvel wants to do. And that's Lucas uh, Lucas, uh, Lucas Bishop, a.k.a. Bishop. Who'd you pick? I picked someone you already talked about, Mahersha Ali. Okay. From Luke Cage. You throw in, you, you throw in dreads on uh, Mahershala? Uh, Jerry Curl. Oh, my God. You are hurting for that Jerry, Carl, Jerry Curl. The original Bishop? Had a Jerry curl. He didn't have dreads. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. And you know he could be the '90s version original. He could exist in the the Captain Marvel universe. Yeah. You know that timeline where she debuted. So and, it makes perfect. And sense. he's a time traveler. Um, he is a time traveler. He's essentially a uh, cable. Yeah. But not as ruthless, or not as uh, as much as you know. He's not Josh Brolin. But I picked uh, somebody who's already played a superhero. Somebody who didn't get his fair shot as a superhero. I picked Ray Fisher. I, as soon as you said fair shot, I was like, he's gonna pick Ray Fisher. Yeah, I feel like he. I feel like he got the short end of the stick. Yeah. I, and honestly, I feel like uh, Ezra Miller is kind of getting fucked over too. With the and I know neither one of us are fans of him, but I feel like he's kind of getting fucked over too. With uh, you know, they they come out with all these planned DC movies, and you're like, oh, when's the Flash gonna happen? And it's not on the schedule. But the trench movies on the schedule, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's one of those things. So I went with him. Uh, Blade, Eric Brooks, the next character. Um, I'm going with Trevante Rhodes. It's on my our Instagram. That's my pick. Who'd you pick? I couldn't get that out of my head. So I went with it's Trevante pretty, Rhodes because it's pretty good, right? Like I was thinking of it, and then I see, you know, I knew our Instagram, and I'm like, I can't think of anything, anyone else. Because like, it's pretty good. He is spot on. Yeah, he really is. And you and I have 
been trying to fan cast Blade for a very long time. Um, and Tom and I went down the rabbit hole a couple episodes ago on Galaxy Wars where we were like, who could play Blade? And we went through like every single actor and never said Trevante Rhodes. And I went back and kind of re-upped on Twitter and I was like, it has to be Trevante Rhodes. And he's he's going to be one, like Bird Box really broke him out. Like everybody knows him now. Yeah. But he was one of the shining moments in The Predator. Honestly, he was great in that. So um, it's a. I think he'd be perfect. I honestly think he'd be if Wesley Snipes is not Blade, Trevante Rhodes needs to be. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's go down to Nolans, and we're gonna go Brother Voodoo, a character that you and I both love. Uh, Bro- Brother Voodoo is AKA Jericho Drum, and he was created by Len Wein, John Romita Sr., Stan Lee, and Roy Thomas. So that's like the Mount Rushmore of yeah. Marvel comic creators. Like when you see those names and you're like, holy shit! Like that's a a lot of names that went into one character, but he is a version of the Sorcerer Supreme who has extensive mystical knowledge and the ability to raise the spirit of his brother to increase his abilities. He's got fire manipulation, the ability to manipulate and control people through hypnosis, and in my mind would be a great point in Doctor Strange or even in his own series or as like a co-lead in Cloak and Dagger series on Freeform. Who would you pick as Brother of Voodoo? I picked Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick. Um, the- he, I know, I know that name. You want me to tell you? Why do I? Yeah, tell me. He's the hotel manager from John Wick. Yes, 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 yes. Um, he he's much older than I expected him to be. Yes, but he does not like. He is like the definition of black don't crack. Yeah, like he looks like he's like maybe late thirties. But he's got that creepy kind of like ominous oh, vibe no, he's good. to him. That's a good choice. Um, I picked someone I don't even think you know. You might know him. Uh, his name's Coleman Domingo. Doesn't sound familiar. He, he's from Fear of the Walking Dead. He plays Victor Strand. Okay. Um, I, he's, a, he's a he's a Philly boy, uh, and he's badass. I watched two episodes of Fear of the Walking Dead, so I doubt it was him. Yeah, to most people, he's the reason why they watch Fear of the Walking Dead, just because of how good he is. But I, you know, I had I thought that he would be a, a perfect fit as Brother Voodoo. Next one, we're going to go Michael Collins, a.k.a. Deathlock. We've seen him in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., played by J. August Richards. But we haven't seen him in quite some time. Uh, who'd you pick for Deathlock? I picked Corey Hawkins. Oh, nice. He made my list. Cool. Yeah. Um, I picked someone that we uh, I never thought I was going to pick. I picked Tyrese. Really? Yep. And we're gonna we're gonna move on, move on from that because I don't want to justify that. <laughs> <laughs> the next character uh, is Ironheart Riri Williams, uh, a character that I think is inevitable going to happen in Phase Four or Phase Five. Mm-hmm. Once uh, they move on from the Avengers, she's the the heir heir apparent to Iron Man's throne. Tony Stark gives a gives away the mantle to uh, Riri Williams. Who'd you pick for Riri Williams? I picked an actress who's already in the Disney umbrella. Um, okay, she's a teenager, so that fits. Her name is Sky Jackson from the show Jesse and Bunked. Why are what is Jesse the show with the, the Debbie redhead. Debbie little Debbie? Yeah. Okay, okay. I don't know who that is. Um, she, she, picked- she was the little girl on Jesse, and now they have uh, they gave the kids their own show called Bunked. It's about a um, yeah. I know what Bunked is. Camp. I you know you've you've put it on at the the apartment when uh, Alana was over. Yep. Um, I still don't know who that is, but um, I picked a man. I I don't even know if this is her how to pronounce her name. It's spelled Amanda, but I'm gonna say Amanda Amanda. Stenberg, um, and she was in that uh, that movie, The Hate You Give. Okay. And she was in that um, 
everything everything movie. Okay, I have no idea. She's who pretty. That is, so I'll have to. Look yeah, her she's. Up. Yeah, she's she's a pretty good actress. Uh, and she, you know, Hate You Give got a lot of uh, critical acclaim, and I think you know Marvel goes for that. So I think that this would be a good role for her. Next one, we're going to go uh, Midnight Sun. Is this a character you had no idea who, who it was? Yeah, I had no idea. And he's weird looking, man. <laughs> yeah, he's super weird looking. Um, his name is Manai, and he debuted in 1974 and is one of the main foes of Shang-Chi. And that's the reason why I picked him, because this could be the perfect setup for the new Shang, uh, Shang-Chi movie that's rumored to be coming. Uh, and he has the ability to travel and survive the vacuum of space. Midnight Sun, who'd you pick? Weird character, weird look, who'd you pick? I pick, I picked Michael Eli or Eli from uh, Almost Human. Okay. Oh, he's the oh man, he's got the uh those like deep piercing eyes, right? Yep. I know exactly who you're talking about. You know who I picked? Who? We we're talking weird character, weird look. I picked a weird man, Lakeith Stanfield. I knew I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. I knew you were going that. And he fits the the Marvel pedigree where he's got movies that you you know like Sorry to Bother mm-hmm. You uh, and Get Out and he's got the critical acclaim with uh, Atlanta so I I think he was uh, he was gonna be perfect. Did you pick uh, Lil Rel Howery for any roles? No, I didn't. How about uh, the other guy from Get Out, Brian David Tyree? No, I get them both confused. Uh, the next character I picked. Uh, to talk about was uh, Nightwatch, Kevin Trench, uh, and he spun out of Spider-Man comics. He's based on a doctor who found a costume on a dead man and took it, who died fighting, a cloaked villain, and then eventually began to don the suit. He had a big role in Maximum Carnage storyline, so he should show up somewhere down the line in the Venomverse. Or um, he'd get his own movie, as it's been rumored from Spike Lee. It might be the only Spike Lee movie I've watched in 15 years. Who'd you pick for Nightwatch? I picked Aldous Hodge. No idea who that is. Is that the guy from Percy Jackson? He was in Straight Outta Compton and Leverage. Who'd he play in Straight Outta Compton? Uh, okay. I forget. Um, did, did he play Suge Knight? I forget his name, but no. No, he did not play Suge Knight. He, he's a smaller, statured man. You know who I picked? Who? Your favorite. John Boyega. Johnny Boyega. <laughs> yes. He strikes me as an actor that Spike Lee wants to work with. And he strikes me as Nightwatch. For some reason, I saw John Boyega taking off that cloak and that that head suit or that head suit. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? That mask. Uh, I call it a mask, a head suit. He takes off that mask and uh, it's John Boyega under there. And I know you're – did he make your list at any point? Yeah. Really? Oh, so we're getting close. Um, he might have made your list for the next character, uh, Patriot. Uh, and that's Elijah Bradley, uh, who debuted in 2005 and is the grandson of Isaiah Bradley, an incarnation of Captain America, and is a major member of the Young Avengers and also featured in the animated series Marvel Rising. Who'd you pick? John Boyega. Oh, okay. I was uh, Okay. So let me get this straight. For an American hero, <laughs> you picked a British actor. Yeah, he could do it. <laughs> Well, yeah, he definitely can. I've seen Pacific. Uh, what's the movie? Uh, Star Wars, right? No, he's got a British a- accent in that. Yeah, he what? had an American accent. In Star Wars? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's why you don't like him, <laughs> because he's got the American accent. So, okay, I picked um, somebody from a CW show. Uh, his name is Daniel Ezra, and he's from All American. Okay. Uh, I feel like, again, he looks exactly like the Patriot. 
from every picture that I've uh, I've found or I've posted on our Instagram. So I, I went with him. The next one uh, I think is actually our first of two females that we're going to be casting on uh, this episode. Three females uh, in Marvel. Second of three females, sorry, because we cast it Riri Williams. Storm, Aurora Monroe. We knew it was going to happen. Who'd you pick? Sonequa Markin Green. Oh, that's another one that we got right. You you picked her too. I did. I think that she'd be perfect for it. Yes, yeah, she she and you know if you don't know who she is from Walking Dead and now uh, Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, and you know the thing is like Black Panther kind of took away all of the characters that I want, or all the actors that yeah. I want to play for a lot of the Marvel roles. Uh, like Sterling K. Brown, and you know, for Storm, Lupita Nyogo, or you have uh, Denai Guerrera, like all these characters, all these actresses, and I was like, oh, this one's gonna be tough. And I was like, no, it's not. Sonequa Martin Green, first yeah. one I, I picked. Oh, I'm glad we're on the same page. We're at three so far. And you know what? This is the first one, like, uh, John Stewart was a gimme, and so was Trevante Rhodes, because you already talked about. It. So this was the first one we actually were in sync with. Yeah. Yeah, and that, it's a good one because uh, Storm can Storm could be the face of the X Men moving forward. She yep. could start, she could start in an X Men movie, or she could start in Wakanda, uh, in Black Panther two or Black Panther three, uh, because she is pivotal to what's happening in the MCU right now. So yeah. by that Fox giving up all the rights to the X Men and the deal, um, you're like, holy shit, this could transform the entire universe. So it's, it's perfect. The next one we're going to talk about is uh, Danielle Cage. And she's the daughter of Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and she plays Captain America in the like Great Lakes Avengers or the New Avengers of 2017. Um, who'd you pick as Danielle Cage? I pick Zoe Kravitz. Oh, Zoe Kravitz makes yeah. sense. And I, I love I love Zoe Kravitz. And I I think it's perfect. Like she was uh, Lita Strange in um, Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. Like. Why not put in her in a in a bigger role? And honestly, she is a huge actress right now. Yeah, like she's doing ASMR commercials for like Miller Lite. Mm-hmm. Um, she's doing uh, Big Little Lies that Chelsea's watching now. Um, yeah, she I she didn't make my list, and I love her. I'm surprised that she didn't make my list. I kind of see her going somewhere in the Aquaman universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just by default because her stepdad is Aquaman. Um, I picked uh, Ashley Murray. I don't think you even have any idea who she is, and uh, she, she's going to. She's Josie in Riverdale. Okay, I've never seen it. And she's gonna get. She's gonna be uh, in the new Josie and the Pussycat series. Okay. So I I picked her. The next one uh, was also one of the hardest ones for me. This was the hardest Marvel casting. Uh, it's Miles Mon- uh, Miles Morales, and if you don't know Miles Morales, turn the podcast off, throw your phone in a river. Uh, because we did an episode on him, so you should know about Miles Morales, and he's an Oscar-nominated storyline for Into the Spider-Verse. Who'd you pick for Miles Morales? Did you have as much of a hard time as I did with this? It, honestly, like, I didn't. Okay. But this is the first actor that I cast it twice in. I used that rule because I put him as Miles first, and then another character that you added later, I had trouble with that, and I was like, okay, that fits. I picked Caleb McLaughlin. Okay. Uh, you know who I initially wanted for this role? Who? Renzi Feliz from Runaways. Okay. Uh, because he, he looks perfect, but he's Dominican. Yeah. So I was like, this is this is hard because I wanted to – I really wanted to try and stay true to the biracial uh, heritage of Miles Morales. And like 
I'm trying my best to pick somebody. And, I tried, um, yeah. It's very, it's very, very tough for for the for the for me at least personally. And I'm no, I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there who are like, oh, you're an asshole. You could have picked this guy. Um, but I picked um, Chance Perdoma, uh, Ambrose from Sabrina, The Adventures of oh, Sabrina. Oh wow, he, he's a little older, isn't he? Yeah, but you know, he looks like a child. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like and like Donald Glover ten years ago would have been perfect for Miles Morales, but he's kind of like grown that fro and that bleach blonde beard that he has now and he's kind of put on some bulk so i don't think he would make for a good miles morales but i like i like chance perdoma i you know one of the the reasons why i continue to watch sabrina because he's just fantastic in it so i said why not give him a shot let's uh leave the marvel universe we're gonna go one character mortal Kombat. i think we both have the exact same casting we probably uh, do Jackson Briggs, aka Jack. Uh, we are going to do a Mortal Kombat fan casting episode in April. Uh, in, that coincides with uh, Mortal Kombat 11 coming out on a video game. Who did you pick? Um, Terry Crews. All right, let's move on because I picked Terry Crews as well. Uh, <laughs> he's perfect. I mean, he he has to be Jacks, yep. right? All right. Next one, we're going to go Valiant Universe. We've talked about both these characters that are in Jack versus the Valiant Universe series. Uh, Shadow Man, Jack Boniface. And Livewire, Amanda McKee. Let's start with uh, Shadow Man. Who'd you pick? I picked someone that, you know, this would never happen because he is in the DC Universe now. But I picked Yahya Abdul-Mateen III. Yeah, he's great. He's really good. And he's going to be in um, Us. Is he? Yeah, I don't know who he plays because his name, like, he's in it and so is Anna Jop. Oh, wow. I didn't know they were in it. Yeah, it's like Jordan Peele was like... Oh, everyone likes Marvel characters? Okay, let's take Lapita and Winston Duke. Oh, everyone likes DC characters? Let's take Yaya and uh, Anna. Yeah. They, they, but it works. Like, I can't. That's one of my most anticipated movies this year. It looks amazing. It looks crazy. All right, so I picked Sterling K. Brown. Okay. Um, I'm surprised that I waited this long to pick him because he's fantastic as well. Uh, but he's he's my shadow man. Uh, who'd you pick for Livewire? Um... An actress that I wasn't familiar with, but I, I did some research, and she looks like Livewire. Is uh, her name is Logan Browning, and she was from the show Dear White People. Okay, that was on Netflix, right? Yep. Okay, uh, I picked Sierra Foster. Okay. Oh wow. I'm staying true to it. Um, when I look at the comics, and when I look at her Instagram, and uh, if you don't know who Sierra Foster is, go back and listen to our interview with Sierra Foster. And I'm not trying to plug her uh, as a an interview, but um, she looks like Livewire. Yeah. So I picked her. Wherever anything goes, we take three characters and we're going to cast them. Hit me with your first one. Who'd you pick? All right. I, I kind of cheat. I have four because I this four, I need it. Um, first, you cast him already. I can see him weird. Scarecrow, Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he, yeah. he could be any bad guy in Gotham. Like He could be the Riddler. Yeah. Yeah, he like could. Be, I was thinking of that, but I think he would be perfect as Scarecrow, as Doctor Jonathan Crane. Yeah, he's kind of creepy gangly. vibe. I think he would be perfect. He's got yeah. that creepy vibe to him, you know, that kind of tall, lanky Jonathan Crane look. Yeah, and to see Lakeith Stanfield uh, handle a sickle yeah. uh, would be amazing. It'd be amazing. Uh, the first character I took. Now I picked characters that are probably going to spark some outrage based on my castings. 
Um, I picked James Bond. Okay. And I'm going to tell you straight up, you gave me an opportunity to cast Idris as anybody, and I casted him as James Bond. (laughs) And it makes perfect sense. Uh, I think down the line, Idris Elba is going to be a James Bond. Uh, He may be the one right after Daniel Craig. James Bond, Idris Elba. Who was your second one? So... You think that's going to cause some uproar? I got one that might cause some uproar. Um, we've seen him in a DC universe, this character. I don't think he's going to be in it anymore because they're shying away. Lex Luthor, Idris Elba. Okay, yeah, he would be great. Uh, it looks like he's Lex Luthor in like an Ectos or his, his Lexto suit uh, in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Okay, so um, I picked uh, another DC character. Batman. Oh, wow. Uh, And I picked Idris Elba. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, man, uh, it was hard for me to not pick these three characters and pick Idris Elba for all three of them. But I promise you that my third character is not Idris Elba. (laughs) Okay, who's your third character? So I'm going with Dr. Fate. Okay. And Dr. Fate is Naboo that takes hold of a... Anybody anybody so it could be any race any character any person and i feel he needs to be a role and that this would fit denzel washington yeah you know it was like there were no 60 year old superheroes that i could cast denzel as like i had him as a black spider for a minute like a retired black spider mm-hmm. and then i had him as black racer and then i had him as Bloodwind, and i was like denzel needs to be something i would I honestly would not mind if they recast or if they like gender bent Amanda Waller and they made yeah. Amanda a man and it was Denzel. Yeah. It was Denzel Waller. But uh, I like that. Um, my third one uh, was the doctor from Doctor okay. Who. Uh, the 14th doctor to be more specific right after Jodie Whittaker. Uh, and I picked Chevelty Edgefor. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know what? I wanted to put it in my on my fan casting and I just couldn't find a spot for him. Yeah, you know, he's more he's Mordo. He would have been a great Bloodwind, but I feel yeah. like that's too close to Murdo uh Mordo right now. Um and I don't want him to get pigeonholed as a sorcerer. Because then he's gonna be like in all these weird wizard movies that no one wants to watch anymore. Um but I feel like Idris could have been a perfect doctor. Yeah. But definitely. again, like when you said anything goes, I was like, you already know I'm gonna cast Idris in everything. Yeah. All right. Who's your fourth one? All right. So here's the fourth. So I was looking. I was like, I picked three DC characters, and two of them are villains. And Doctor Fate kind of straddles that line too. Yeah. Um. So I was like, I I would love to put a superhero on Marvel, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking. So well, can, can I can I think of who you picked? You're not going to, but go ahead. Thor. Nope. Ah, uh, is it Moon Knight? No. All right, go ahead. I'm not going to sit here and guess all day. Okay, so you brought up this show called The Resident. Yeah. So I don't watch it, but Danielle does. And Oh, the tall so, African doctor? No. So Malcolm Jamal Warner. Eddie? The guy from... Um, Family Matters? He was also the, in the Cosby show. You got Eddie? Right. Wait, 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 wait. So in 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 the resident he plays this kind of cocky. Oh, I know who smart he plays. Doc- what? 
I know who he plays. Hank McCoy Beast. Oh, that would be good. That would be good. And Beast is kind of a smartass. Yeah. And I think he would be perfect for it because, like, he's got that deep, growling voice. Mm-hmm. He's very intelligent. He can seem intelligent from this role. And it's kind of he's kind of that cocky dickness that Hank McCoy can be. And I really did not like Nicholas Holt's portrayal of Beast. Oh, get ready. You're going to see him again. He's got one more role. I know, but I, I don't like it. Like, I, I still loved... can't believe that movie's happening. Yeah, me either. There wasn't many shining spots to X3, but Kelsey Grammer was great as Beast. So I feel if they went that route and went like 90s Beast and kind of like, you know, smart, but also kind of cocky, Malcolm Jamal Warner. Well, we um, we did our Marvel fan cast a couple years, like last year, right? Or yeah. it was it was around January. I actually casted Jordan Peele as Beast. Yep. Uh, and uh, it's funny that we both have uh, we recasted Beast, which is cool. Um, I'm gonna add a fourth one. I'm gonna add two. I'm gonna add a fourth and a fifth one. I'm gonna start with Modok. Okay. He's kind of weird, kind of out there, and I feel like in a couple years this guy is gonna have a lot of time. Well, he's got a lot of time on his hands now, but I feel like he's kind of kooky and out there too. Modok, Bill Cosby. <laughs> I, I don't think he's getting out did you hear that uh report that um he fell down the stairs because someone threw a hot dog bun at his head no but that's awesome and someone hit him in the face with a chicken patty that's awesome that's real i read it it's, it well, was I, on the internet so it's true all right my last one is uh since you're gonna you're gonna go malcolm jamal, jamal warner let's go plastic man jalil white <laughs> uh. and and just picture it chuck picture this real quick plastic man doesn't know how to handle his plasticness yet he stretches a little bit and breaks a vase what's he say did i do I that <laughs> yeah so that's where i'm gonna leave it um jalil white you hear heard it here first hashtag jalil white for plastic man and uh, i think we've we've fan casted a a lot of superheroes and supervillains and characters uh, some of which that people may not know, and I hope we've shed some awareness on uh, who these characters are, and uh, some actors that you and I may not have known, but I think we did a we did a pretty good job. Yeah, I'm gonna pat myself on the back. So that's our Black History Month uh, fan cast episode. A little bit of timeline, a little bit of Hulu news, but a lot of time that went into these fan casts. It wasn't yeah. a. They do take a lot of time to do. Yeah, it wasn't a, a one-day thing for me. I was uh, I had talked about this to myself in my inner monologue that I was going to do this for about a month or two, and I've been working on it, and I've been working on it, and I've been scratching it out, and then I gave you a week. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I think we did pretty well for giving our time, and uh, I'm looking forward to our next fan cast, which is going to be in April, like I said, Mortal Kombat. But in the meantime, if you agree with our fan cast or disagree with our fan cast, let us know on social media. Um, you can follow us on uh, Twitter, ActiveGeek underscore, Facebook, The Active Geek Podcast, Instagram, which seems to be surging at the moment, uh, The Active Geek, where I am posting a uh, black comic book character every day. And what I've been trying to do is coincide with the shows that are on, events that are happening, stuff like that. But moving forward, I'm going to also try to include these characters as well. So you may see one or two different um, 
characters highlighted each day because I want to uh, spotlight our fan casting. So um, let us know on there what you think. And then you could listen to us on all of the podcast directories, support all of the Active Geek productions, Galaxy Wars podcast, Binks and the Beers podcast, all available on SoundCloud, also available on activegeekproductions.com. Uh, where can the, the lovely listeners find you, Chuckles? You can find me on Instagram at Chuck underscore the Active Geek. And who else can we follow? You can also follow AG Cosplay. And con season is coming up. You made a mention of it last week, but yeah. con season is coming up. We have officially submitted our first request for press passes to Philadelphia Comic Con, hoping that we get to go again. So stay on board, stay listening to us, and uh, follow us on all social media so you can find out what we're doing, where we're going to be, um, and we'll go from there. For uh, the Active Geek Podcast, I'm Jim. I am Chuck. And we are out. <laughs>